Welcome to the Mystery of Home Education with Linda LaCour Hobar, author of The Mystery of History, a world history curriculum for all ages. This pre-recorded podcast is designed for new and returning homeschool parents seeking direction, encouragement, and inspiration from a biblical worldview. And now your hostess, Linda LaCour Hobar. Hello, friends, and thanks for joining me in this podcast, where I hope to encourage you and inspire you, at least biblically speaking, about teaching your children at home. Hey, it's not easy, but it's worth it. I do think the Lord smiles on us, even on our worst days. He certainly knows what it's like to have children that get it and children that don't, right? The Lord had some disobedient ones himself. Either way, He's so patient with us, isn't he? Well, today, I want to hone in on keeping the home in home education. You see, home education or homeschool, as some people would call it, it is a two-part word. Now, I confess, I think it's easy in this movement, this movement of overachievers, to hyper-focus on the education side of it. I kind of think we lean that way because we feel this need to justify what we're doing. I mean, come on, we all know there's a lot of naysayers out there. It's like they're just looking for us to stumble. So we keep trying to do a good job. I mean, a really good job. We want to turn out well-educated, well-read students. I know, personally, I heavily focused on the academic side of things, and I have evidence to prove it. Now, I know we're not in a courtroom, but if we were, well, I would say, ladies and gentlemen, let me direct you to Exhibit A, again, proving my seriousness of academics well. I spent 17 years teaching three children at home. There's that. Exhibit B, I spent 15 years writing a four-volume world history curriculum. Now, not everybody has to do that, but I did. And then Exhibit C, you know, as a result of all those hard, long hours, all my children did graduate from college with honors. One went on to receive her master's. I'm not meaning to brag on them, but I'm just saying and suggesting that the Hobar family, we, we really did take the academic side of things seriously. We put a genuine emphasis on the education side of home education. But I'm here to tell you, friends, That in retrospect, I really don't think that those 17 years of teaching at home, hitting the books hard, I don't think it would have been successful or at all delightful if we hadn't placed additionally a sincere emphasis on keeping the home in our homeschool, because that's where love and respect, it's where they're born and bred. So I'm going to elaborate today on how we kept our home, hopefully to give you a vision for your home front. So here we go. This is my story. Since our children were little, my husband and I, we definitely cared about keeping our home homey. Now, that meant different things to each of us. To him, homey meant that our spaces were fairly clean, clutter-free. Oh, he hates clutter. And he liked things organized. So yes, he was the guy with the crates, the hooks, you know, the labels for everything. But for me, homey, hmm, that kind of meant that our living areas were decorated. Now, not expensively, but in a cozy way. 
things were inviting. That meant that the pillows and the blankets were were nearby always. And there was always good lamps for reading. So between the two of us, I think we naturally created this homey home and it kind of worked. But far more important than making our home neat or comfortable, I would say my husband and I cared about keeping our home in good balance. Once again, that kind of meant different things to him. Balance meant that along with keeping up, oh, say, the yard or the cars, all those manly things he would do. Well, he always found time to rough and tumble and play. Seriously, I think he has the love language of play. So he was always playful. But for me, I think balance meant that along with keeping up with my chores, the laundry, the meals, we did follow very traditional roles. I felt there was always, always time for talking and tenderness and affection. Oh, I'm quite the kissy mom. And so I think without even planning it, I think by God's design and by doing what just came naturally for each of us in this whole realm of love and respect, I think we drifted toward keeping our home a healthy place, be it that we are working, playing, or just dealing with matters of the heart. And my question would be, did did that shape the success of our homeschool and the academic side of things? Well, I think so. I think homeschooling really is an extension of how you live. So I think we instinctively created an atmosphere for learning in our home because hard work was rewarded. Fun and kisses, they were expected. Dad for fun, kisses for me. And really, grace was readily available. Now, taking this to another level, so how did we establish love and respect, which are equally needed for a foundation? Well, to help with respect, from the earliest days of having children, my husband fortunately established a no-tone policy with our kids. Now, I never mastered that, but it meant that when he and the children were working or playing, well... These kids were not allowed to have a disrespectful tone with their father, which meant no backtalk, no rolling of the eyes, no foot stomping protests. So like a gentle giant, he just earned their respect. He didn't shout about it. He didn't argue, barter or bribe. Somehow he managed that lovable, fun, respectful, admirable captain kind of a role with them. And yes, he kept the lines of authority straight in our home. Do you think that his parenting style influenced our homeschool, our whole hmm, atmosphere of learning? Well, yes, absolutely. I'll tell you why, because at the end of the school day, the children knew they would ultimately be accountable to their dad, even if they had me sidetracked. And yes, that was easy to do. Truthfully, I didn't fare so well when it came to discipline. Oh, I'm a Mary, not a Martha. That meant I struggle way too much with my feelings. And so for me, it was always hard to enforce the rules. In fact, I didn't even like having rules, but there were just a few that I made up along the way. Now, getting back to this whole love and respect, when it came to loving my children, well, that's where I think hmm, I was at my best. Okay, maybe I didn't always establish the tone of respect because, again, I was a softie. 
Oh, but when it came to caring for their needs in a loving way, well, I think I did my job pretty well, at least most of the time. So that meant for me that if we were working or playing, well, I generally showed patience, even when they were childish. I gave comfort pretty easily when they were hurt, and I absolutely insisted that they love one another through words and deeds. That part was a lot of work, getting them to get along. (laughs) And you know what? When we didn't get it right, well, we resorted to naps. um, We hugged. We prayed together for forgiveness and grace. Do you know, even to this day, there's three things I used to do with my children that I still do with my grandchildren, like just to help them calm down whenever they're all wound up or cranky. So I'll give you my three things. Now, these don't work all the time, but generally they're a good path to take. So one thing we practiced was hitting the rewind button. Have you ever done that? It means that maybe you had a conversation and something came out of your mouth that was just too harsh. You know, something that you said, or it was sassy or just a poor tone. Well, you can practice this little rewind where you'll be like, oops, I'm sorry, kids. I really didn't mean to sound so impatient. Give me just a second. You go, and you literally unwind the words or you back up, take steps backwards. You can really make this fun. And then you say it again far more appropriately. And of course, this works great uh, for them. Like one of them says something sassy or with a tone and you'll be like, hey, pal, stop. Let's let's rewind that. I don't think you really realize what that just sounded like. And you redo it. Now, second thing we did is we played something that I call the touch game. And this is where you get two squabblers who are squabbling and you make them stand face to face and say, all right, listen, let's reconnect. We're going to play the touch game. Now, they might roll their eyes at me for even attempting this, but I'd pursue and say, all right, um, you two, listen, um, touch elbows. And then they had to touch elbows. And then I'd say touch knees, touch toes, touch shoulders, and on and on we go where they're touching hips and they're touching booties to each other. And then eventually they needed to touch foreheads. They needed to touch cheeks as in getting cheek to cheek and then touch like noses, stand nose to nose and just let some of that squabbling melt away. And hopefully they're laughing by then because the whole thing's quite silly, but it was to help them reconnect after they'd been, you know, pestering each other. And then a third thing, somebody said this once, and I still think it's a great idea. I didn't make this one up, but I think it's so sweet. Let's just say you have a a little one, a toddler or just a bit older who's just out of sorts, cranky, crabby. You know, one thing you can do with them to kind of, I think, break some of that tension is take them to the sink and give them a warm water bath for their little feet. Think about what you're doing when you drop them on the countertop. Well, usually you're going to be at the height where um, your face and your cheeks are right up against their little face and their little cheek. And you begin to whisper in their ear some soothing words, maybe while the water is warming up. And then as the water's there right in front of them, of course, they're going to reach out and try to splash it and you let them. And As you do, you roll up their little pant legs, let the warm water trickle over their toes, add in some soap, give them a little foot massage and foot bath. 
you know, it's tender. And I think we can say sweet things, you know, like, let's just wash away this bad day or this bad moment or this this bad hour, whatever it is that's got them all wound up. Isn't it interesting that our very Savior washed the feet of his disciples to connect with them, to show love for them? So surely we can do that with our little (laughs) toddlers that are in the midst of a tantrum. Try it anyway. So I guess all in all, you could say with some of these examples that I was that sappy, bubbly, soft-hearted second captain. (laughs) I tried to keep the lines of love and communication straight in our home. Do you think that that influenced then the education side of things? Well, yes, I think so. Because at the end of the school day, no matter how rough it had been, and there were some, you know, my children knew that they were deeply loved by their mama. They knew they could talk to me about anything. I think they still know that. They still do that, even though they're now in their 30s. Well, they're almost. The youngest is 29. She'll be turning 30 in February. (laughs) Oh, the years are rolling by. Well, I share all of this to remind you that home education or home school, it really is a two-part word. And to succeed and the part that is school and education, boy, does it help to succeed in the part that's home. Because that's where love and respect are groomed. It's where it's developed. You know, if these children are college-bound or not. In fact, because college degrees really don't ultimately define success, isn't it that much more why the home side of homeschool is so valuable and important? So I just want to ask, um, how are you doing on the home front? Are you working hard, playing hard, dealing well with matters of the heart? Is there an atmosphere in your home of love, respect, and forgiveness? Are you making it a priority to uh, pay attention to this home front as you get through the day seeking also to teach math and spelling and science? Now, if you've been doing this all along, maybe you're a real natural at it. Well, thank God. I think it's heaven on earth when our homes are the safe refuge that they're supposed to be. When homes can be warm and snuggly, oh, our families can thrive and grow there. They can retreat from the world, which last I checked is rather harsh and hostile. Mm. But schooling, studying, and learning All that will follow well if that home is sweet and peaceful. Absolutely. Now, if for some reason your home is not in the shape you'd like it to be, well, first of all, take heart and don't feel alone. I've certainly described an ideal scenario here. But listen, all homes are going to have seasons of just disarray, of storms, of crises, ours included. But That's a podcast for another day. But second, perhaps what you need to do is set school aside temporarily if there's just chaos and drama. Maybe you need to hit pause. There's a holiday coming up. Maybe you can do it then. But maybe you need to stop to really fill the love tank at home. You know, bring calmness in real intentionally. Work on improving respectful family dynamics. Oh, we've done this more than once, as in stop school and regroup. 
Because I tell you what, when there's heartache at home or whatever brought that, you know, from coming from the inside or outside, well, school doesn't follow very well. So be it that you need to hit pause for a few days, a few weeks, maybe even a couple of months. Well, take that time. Use that time to invest. Maybe you just need to declutter for a bit. Maybe you need to revise some chore charts to bring in some law and order. Maybe you need to reestablish respect through some more effective discipline. Maybe you just need to pull out some family games, get everybody laughing again. Maybe you need to read some good books on marriage and parenting for where there's blind spots. Or just prioritize time in God's word. Oh, it's rich and it is full of wisdom. But back to home education, well, it's a two-part word. And home, I promise you, it needs just as much attention as education. Now, I hope that this encouraged you. And if it did, please let me know. I'd, I'd like to hear from some of you because I'd like to know what types of things you'd like to keep hearing from me. So you can email me at lindahobar at comcast.net. Oh, I'd love to hear from you about this podcast. Again, any ideas or suggestions for topics to hit in the future. Well, that's all I have today. Thank you so much for joining me for Keeping the Home and Home Education. May the Lord bless you and keep you as you pour life into your home. Thank you for listening to The Mystery of Home Education with Linda LaCour Hobar. For more information on Linda's award-winning history program, visit themysteryofhistory.com, a one-stop shop for chronological, Christian, complete world history for all ages.